Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it gonna say good morning again but it's actually like properly the afternoon i don't know what's wrong with me i feel like i have to say good morning like as an introduction but it's you know really what it is morning. there's no there aren't enough hours in the day and before you know it it's past 12 o'clock and you're like where the hell's the morning gone but um the sun is finally i'm looking out the window now and the sun is shining where i am what about you yeah same actually <sighs> we've been like we've had a day of just like kind of just doing errands do you know what I mean and like one of the things we needed to do was like clean clean out the car like I don't know about you but I literally have like dressing gowns in my car like I mean I've got all sorts like all sorts like I could you know I could probably like clothe a family of six (laughs) what's in my car but also the car turns into like the mobile um like burger van but with no food that you would ever want to touch or eat yeah with Um, moldy food oh my god I swear to god the other day I was like is that is this is there a living animal in the boot of my car because it was that filthy it's so gross so gross so we've been trying to do that all day and um we've been like right yeah we'll nip out when it stops raining and then you look out the window and you're like oh it's actually hammering it down yeah and then but now, yeah, I'm looking at sunshine now as well. So really, James should be doing it right now. As Thank the Lord. <laughs> For a moment, and then it's going to start pissing down again. Um, Georgia, I feel like today you need to make your special work announcement, please. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's a good idea. Um, so after, I mean, is it, what, it's over two years, like two and a bit years, I am going to step back into the corporate world. Um, and no, yeah. <laughs> don't do it's it. It's so weird. I mean, I bet so many people relate to this. Like, you have a kind of a time frame in your mind. You think, mm, I reckon, yeah, once Gigi's two, like, I might feel like I need to do something else. Mm. And then, like, an opportunity just came up. And you know what? I'm not going to give too many details because I don't know. There might be people listening who I'm going to be working with or whatever. Um, but I'm just going to give it a go four days a week. Um, but obviously at the moment, everything's at home, which oh, I'm a bit, it's weird because I kind of wanted to get back into the office. You know, like so we've said, haven't we? Like we really want to like be around people. So I'm starting a job 
with people I don't know and a job I don't know from home. So if anyone wants to send me any tips on how you can build relationships, then please do because I haven't got a clue how I'm going to do that. But also don't freak out if you're listening to this like I did when first Georgia told me that she was going to get a job and I was like, what do you mean? Are you leaving made by mamas? There's no way she's leaving. She's still very much going to be juggling um, and doing podcasts in and around her lunch break. I'm not sure how she's going to fit it all in because Georgia works like an absolute trope. Like she's saying, sitting here going, oh, has it been two years? Georgia's been working every single day on Made by Mamas. So I'm going to be picking up all of her slack that she can't, um, because, you know, she's superwoman, but she's not, you know, catwoman. (laughs) And so we're going to make it work. We are going to make it work. It's good news. Yeah. And I'm trying to not feel too stressed about it before I've started. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And I think anyone listening to this who's kind of worrying about going back to work or whatever, I think you just got to, I think just give it a go. Mm. And, cro- and you know, it, yeah, I think we just got, you've got to try if, if you if you want to. Mm. Um, yeah, you've got to give it a go, George. And yeah. I mean, like, nothing in life is permanent apart from exactly. having a child, death and taxes. <laughs> and they're the only things we can't exactly. change in life. So listen, oh, if you don't enjoy God. it, you're not having a good time and you don't feel like you want to do it, then, you you know, you have a rethink. But we're really proud of you. And we're Thank all, you. everything about this whole platform is about making things work for you. Exactly. Being a mum, being a partner, being, a, you know, a career boss. And I have another job. I have a completely, you know, yeah. completely separate world to made by mamas and I make that work and you allow me to do that. And I, I know that we're going to give each other this gift and, you know, it's it's great. Absolutely. She's going to be rolling in the cash yeah. as well. So <laughs> oh, dinner's on Georgia. Oh, <laughs> I don't have any big announcements. Oh, what? Um, That's a letdown, isn't it? We do have a big announcement because we've actually got really exciting guests today. Oh, yes. Really exciting guest. Yeah. She, she's, she's such a special human being. I know her, like very well personally and we spend a lot of time together um and she's got three beautiful children she's one of the loveliest people I know actually very kind caring she's got a very sort of sympathetic side to her amazing energy um she has had an incredible career I mean I yeah like I've watched her on our sort of screens and listened to her music for kind of 15 years I mean she's an absolute boss one of the biggest girl groups in the world she was in uh still is because they've they've now come back and have uh well planning a tour I think for either the end of this year or next um who are we chatting to today Today, we are chatting to Kimberly Wyatt, an actual pussycat doll. So today, joining us on the podcast, one of the nicest women, um, full stop, really, uh, an actual mate of mine, a real a real mate of mine uh, for a very long time. She is superstar to many. She's been gracing our screens in one of the biggest girl groups on the planet for many, many years. Not too many, because I don't want to wager. Um, she's also TV personality, <laughs> mum to three, uh, wife to Max. Today, joining us on the podcast is Kimberly Wyatt. Hello. Yay. We always want to kick off um, the conversations at the moment by just asking how you are what a weird time it's been how's it been for you I mean it's been crazy hasn't it like it's, there's been so many shifts at so many points and now becoming a mum of three I've got two girls in school I'm juggling Senna who is a gorgeous little boy but he also loves a tantrum so literally this morning I went on a little school mum's um coffee morning and (laughs) face down flat on the floor screaming his head off and kicking so it's been one of those mornings but I'm good otherwise yeah I'm happy I'm good I'm content I feel loved up and yeah I feel loved up that's so cute because because it still feels like the first date with Max hey 
Still a romance is there, Kim. <laughs> Still kicking. How do you deal with those tantrums? What sort of a mum are you? Like, do you rush over and, and try and pick him up or do you just let him get on with it? You know, he's one of those kids. I just, I feel like I've got a practice patient. So I just let him do his thing and I just crouch down and wait for him to just pull himself together a little bit. Like I could see people watching and kind of having a little joke about it. And I think that people expect you to kind of scoop him up. But yeah. I know if I scoop him up, he's going to punch me. He's going to scratch me. He's going to squeeze me. It's just best we give him a little a little moment. So yeah. I just try and practice patience and wait for the moment to arise. Yeah. And both Georgia I'm, and I have actually yeah. left our children in the aisles of various supermarkets <laughs> and just walked off around to the next aisle and just thought, okay, I think they're going to be okay. I can still hear them. Yeah, what do you still do? see them. Yeah. Exactly. Do you know what? With my son, I used to be able to just go bye okay I'm going now and he'd be like <gasps> quickly run now I do it to my daughter she's like yeah all right see you later yeah. I'll be fine just just watch me I've got this it's crazy because they all have such different personalities and so it's like the waiting game of figuring out how best to parent them and be there for them and you know some neat like my second child Maple because I've got three Maple's such a beautiful little calm, sweet soul. Like she needs cuddles. She needs to be picked up as soon as she's feeling, you know, anything but happy. Like she needs that. But my oldest and my youngest, they're they're independent little creatures and I just got to make space for that. <laughs> yeah, Willow's definitely like, you know, I'm going to do my thing here and I will come to you when I'm ready for, for a play date, right? She's kind of like, she just, she's so independent, which is brilliant. Which is brilliant, but it's like, you don't get the kisses, you don't get the cuddles, but you just, you have, to, they get to choose what relationship they have with you, basically. Mm, and yeah. you just have to like find comfort and love within that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we get asked this a lot, actually, Kim. So I kind of want to take you back to the moment that you decided that you wanted to become a mother. Um, you obviously have had this, in, still have this incredible career. You're traveling the globe. You're in the Pussycat Dolls and you meet Max. And what do you remember the moment that you guys had that conversation about, about having babies? Was it a light bulb moment or did it take a few conversations to get there? You know what? For me, it was my ultimate dream. I, like... You know, I always wanted to 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 live the dream as far as career wise, but ultimately, like I've always just wanted to find love and be a mom and be married and have that life. So I just was sort of not searching for because, like, I've had an ultimate life being a pussycat doll, traveling the world, doing so many different things. But when I met Max, and you know, I did have sort of those those incredible sparks when we met and like fell in love quite quite quickly, really. Um, and I was just so excited to know that he sort of met me with those feelings and was on board with wanting to get married, wanting to have kids, having the sort of same values within what I was looking for, he was looking for as well. So yeah, yeah I'll never forget, I'd just done the jump. Um, I was flying back from Austria. We were getting married two weeks later and Davina came up because we're all on a little plane together. She comes up and she's like, so what are you two talking about? And I remember thinking, how embarrassing. We're not married yet. And we're sitting here chatting about what our future children's names are going to be. And she was like, oh, that's so sweet. She's like, I know what you should name your first child. We're like, oh, God, don't say it. Because what if we don't like it? Like, just let's not have an awkward situation. But Davina McCall sat there. She's like, it's got to be Willow. And so she, she called it. it. She yeah. named Willow. Oh my god! Yeah. And so when you did decide, right, that this is it. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, maybe when you found out you were pregnant, how did you feel? Were you nervous? Because I guess going from not going from being a pussycat doll, because you you are both right now, but it's a very different world, isn't it? Traveling the world and um, performing to 
to being a mother. You know what? I was elated because we like we got married. We went to Mauritius on our honeymoon, which was beautiful. It was gorgeous. We went and went to New York and stayed until I could get my visa sorted and everything. And by the time that had happened, I went to DJ school. I was in New York at the, at the Scratch Academy, Run DMC Scratch Academy. By the time I set foot back in London, I was pregnant. So wow. it was like, fish, bash, bosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No mucking around. None. None whatsoever. And do you, did you take it in your stride? Like, did you, did you enjoy your pregnancy? Were there any elements that you struggled with? I, I loved the first pregnancy. I was so fascinated and I always had been about the fact that we can grow these little humans in our bodies and what's going to happen. Like every little thing, I was tracking it on the apps and I was just so excited and fascinated by it all. The backache though, and trying to sleep and the tossing and turning and the wheeze, like, it became quite intense and she was breached. So her head was like up at my ribs, like any bump in the car was just yeah. agony. But I loved that first pregnancy. <laughs> Second and third, a bit of a different story. Not so yeah, much. Not, not so, so much. much. <laughs> not so much, no. Were you nervous about how you were going to adapt and keep your career going? I think so many of us feel so nervous about, we want to do it all. Like we, we want to do it all as mothers. Were you nervous about how you were going to do that? I think in the beginning I wasn't so because I was in that bubble of just getting married and excited to start a family and moving somewhere new and things were in such a lovely place. I felt like I was in this safety bubble. But as our family grew and we moved and like, you know, the stresses of what it means to move from one country to another, it, it became quite daunting. It became very, very difficult. Mm. Um, and you lose your identity, don't you, a bit, because you become a mom and you immerse yourself in all of their needs and you feel as selflessly as you can to make sure that you're meeting everything that they need. I don't really have much of like a, you know, my parents aren't really in my life. I don't have any, any a phone call that I can call upon yeah. or somebody checking in on me. Um, so it, those sorts of things are really daunting of like, okay, I just need to like completely listen to my instincts and just do this my way and try and make the changes that I don't feel like I probably had in my childhood growing up. I want to be the new, the new cycle. I want to start a new cycle for mine. So it's been, it's been interesting. Yeah. We touch on that quite a lot, actually, Kim, that you learn so much from your parents um, and you learn everything that they did brilliantly. And obviously they were just trying to do their best, but then yeah. you take, you take those things forward into your own children's lives and the way that you bring them up. But then you also look at, you know, the things that didn't work out as well. Uh, and, and you learn from those as well. And you're kind of like, well, I w I'm not going to do it that way because actually that might have left an imprint in you. Um, I think it's interesting that I think that relationship between your parents and you, and then how you raise your children is intrinsically linked. Definitely. Yeah. And even though like, you know, things weren't always rosy, I feel like because they were maybe on the, the tougher end of the scale, it's given me an even more awareness, mindfulness, and a want to make those changes. So I, I do feel like you can find forgiveness, acceptance, and love for both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Do you think you've become more forgiving since you become a mother? Yes and no. Yes and no. I guess because it, it, I can't imagine not being in my daughter's life and like, like I don't get those phone calls or like the happy mother's days or the happy birthdays from my family. So, well, from my parents really. 
Um, and I look at them and, or like things that happened to me at a really young age that shouldn't have. I, I see my kids coming of those ages and it, in some ways it does, it makes me more angry because I have to like yeah. bring it up again and face it because I'm like, there is no way I would let those sorts of things or let the circumstances happen yeah. for them to have to face those. Mm-hmm. And then I feel, you know, you have to deal with the like the guilt of it and then the reverence of it and all these different emotions. So I, I just feel like, um, I'm really happy that I've learned a lot of coping mechanisms, whether it's like guided meditation or running or nature or essential oils or or just reaching out and speaking to other moms, other people. Like, I'm happy that if anything, like I have those tools to rely on because you, you've got to be in a good grounded place as a mom because yeah. kids, yeah. it's yeah. like psychological warfare over here. Absolutely. <laughs> it's mad as well to think that because I, I, I carried around so much anger with me. And I think when I had my kids, you know, this was just stuff that was going on between me and my mom growing up. Suddenly I had my children and I was, I was almost behaving. I was almost going the completely the opposite and I was being too much you know I wouldn't let Luna alone for a second and I was suffocating her with love because I felt in a way slightly abandoned by elements of my mum's you know upbringing with me and I've you know I've had these conversations with her so I don't feel like I'm not saying anything that I wouldn't say to her but it was like it was rocking me so much because I was like well you know if I do this she's going to think that I don't want to be around her so I'm just going to be around her all the time and I can't leave her and I felt this enormous amount of guilt and actually when I when I did my work and I did I did loads of inner child work she's Caroline said to me you know just because of just because your mum did a certain something to you doesn't mean you are going to do the same thing to Luna you've got to let it go and it was yeah. really it was a really powerful moment where I was like oh my god I'm not my mother I'm not yeah. her she was amazing in so many ways you know but I'm not her yeah and and the thing is everyone's circumstances are different aren't they and I for me I just I've got a really good relationship with my mum but maybe my teenage years not so much and now I look back I just think wow like how did she hold it together when I was doing all of that to her yeah um, and if anything I you know I've taken a lot of a lot of it forward and I think right no I'll, I will do that but actually I used to lie to her about that so maybe maybe I won't be so nice maybe I'll be a bit tougher or whatever yeah, yeah. And you know what there's an element of that like you know like you said they do their best and my mom like her mom ran away when she was three years old she had no money she was raised on food stamps she was whipped with like a, a razor strap like she didn't God. have it very well so if anything she she took it a step forward and she did her best which was what it was and so it all it's all in sort of it's all relative isn't it and yeah. if anything like you know I still got I got to go to my dance classes I did my competitions I won scholarships trained in New York like I wouldn't have been able to accomplish the things that I had if I hadn't had that support from from especially my mom and my grandmother and that's the thing, like my grandmother was a brilliant woman who was always there for me and believed and uh, Willow's middle name is named after her. It's Jane. So if anything, like, you know, you have the, the goods and the bads, you just search for the, the little the little nuggets that you yes. need to try and be the mom that you want to be. Do you worry now having two girls? Do you worry about that relationship between mother and daughter? Yeah, I guess I do. I guess I do. But I think the, the thing about them choosing their relationship that they want to have with you. I take that on board, but I also know that no matter what, I will always be calling, I'll be texting, I'll be yes. showing up. Like they, they're not getting rid of me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> it's really interesting what you say about the sort of relationship they want to have with you because I find it even now, you know, my kids are only one and four, but 
I've raised them in exactly the same way. You know, I've been the same parent to them, but they are so different, like so different. And you're going to, you're going to have a different relationship with each of your children, aren't you? And And it's up to them to decide how that is. You're right though. You're right. And my cousin was saying to me the other day, my mum raised me as her best friend. Like we, like she would always, I remember that the language was like, oh my gosh, you and me, we're exactly the same two peas in a pod. We're best friends. And I just grew up with a best mate. I don't have a, like a mother figure. I had a, a very, very, very amazing, gregarious, outgoing, you know, always wanting to be at the parties type of mother. And my cousin said to me, you are not her best friend. You are not Luna's best friend. You are her mother. And that is what I'm trying to work on is like being connected and being super close. But if she wants a best oh. mate, she can go to a school and find one. Yeah. Uh, 100%. That speaks to me a lot because my mom, I think, wanted a best mate. And I think emotionally she was really, you know, she was crushed. So she was looking for somebody to fix her. And I was the fixer. But I'm the kid. And you can't expect a kid to fix you. And so often she'd get really wasted and come to me about, you're the only one that loves me and you're my best friend. And, you know, it was quite crushing because it was such so much pressure as such a, a youngster that's so influenceable and naive. And, you know, it, it's too much to put on a kid. Totally. So as much as like I want to have like a, you know, a mate relationship when the time comes, I think being a mum is more important than being a friend. So Absolutely. 100% agree with that. I think if you are a mum to your children for like, I don't know, 18 years, it comes full circle. Like like I said, my mum was always, you know, the mum that she was there for me, but she wasn't like, I don't know, I don't know, huggy and she was very huggy and lovely, but she wasn't all over me. And then now yeah. we are best friends. We are best friends. I think maybe she allowed me to have some space. I don't know, but um, it's really interesting. That's that interesting. That. Yeah, That's interesting, George. So this is the thing: when I meet somebody that has a really good relationship with the parent, I always like to know what do you think was like the secret of you guys having such a gorgeous relationship. I, yes, I do. Think, I, I think about it. In, in fact, I asked one of my friends about it because we talk all the time about what are our girls going to be like, particularly when they're teenagers and how are we going to deal with it? And she always says to me, I feel like your mum let you be you. Like mm-hmm. she just let you be you, like whatever that was. And I was thinking about it and I was like, yeah, she never pushed me into anything, you know, like, and sometimes that used to annoy me because I used to think, well, why didn't you make me try harder at this? And why didn't you push me into that? But actually she's probably just giving me the freedom to do what I wanted yeah. to do. Um, and yeah, I guess that's maybe that's where, I don't know. I don't know, but we've got a good relationship now. And I think it probably was being yeah. allowed to be who I was. Yeah. 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 And not trying to mold you into the person that yeah. she thought you should be. Which is difficult. Yeah. I, I, and I think that side of it, letting your child be the person that they want to be is super important because we all have this preconceived idea in our heads about, you know, even down to like what outfit looks nice together. We decide that we put that together. And I think that it's, if your child comes in and they've put like a, an amazing outfit together that doesn't quite match, just go, okay, crack on like my mum would always go oh that doesn't work together Da-da-da, change change but actually it's a case of going you want to wear it just wear it be you yeah so I think it's difficult. About that. It's, yeah. I, I do think it's difficult to not not push them into things but you do imagine I think it's so easy to be like oh I imagine that you know my daughter will be into dancing when she's older or you know she's gonna do this because I did that or whatever and yes. it's hard not to I guess direct them in into something because that's what you want the same you know like with with Dozer and James sport we feel like our sons will play sport but they might not you know like 
they might not and I do I am trying to not put that on my children now I don't know if it's working but do you feel that way with dance Kim because obviously that's such a big part of your life and you've got a dance studio at home haven't you the whole time I was pregnant I kept thinking like be like get into science or architecture or you know like something just different than dance and performance and entertainment but let me tell you, Willow's come out in my belly. She had one leg over her head the entire nine months, which is why I had to have a C-section. Um, and already she just has a love for the stage. She has a love for dance. So she's in dance and been doing a bit of gymnastics and stuff. And it's a bit undeniable. So now I feel at that teeter edge of like, okay, I want to push her in a way to be the best performer she can be and help guide her to have opportunities to explore what that means to her. But at the same time, be willing that if it's not her thing or you feel like maybe you've pushed too hard to just gauge it right so that you're not the one creating the the monster that will be, but allowing her to somehow find it while still giving her a platform and giving her the support that I, I would want to give to her because I have the experience and I and, and the know-how. Yeah. And especially I get excited because at the minute she's like, Mommy, look at my cartwheel or look at my my um my back bend. And I'm like, oh, oh, you're good. Yes, yeah, she's good. Talent phase. Get it. So I'm like, okay, now straighten those legs and point your toes. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we'll be right back after the short break. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, welcome back. uh, Back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? What an amazing feeling, though, like to have that shared interest. Yeah, it's not, and that is quite a beautiful thing. And I get, like, she doesn't like to perform on the spot. She needs to have a moment to prepare her whole situation. And then she likes to present it. And I'm like, I understand that. Everybody give her her space. She needs a moment. She'll present it when she's ready. Because I'm like, I, that's kind of how I was. So it's nice to have a bit of insight into it. But it's a, I, know, I can already tell it's going to be just a tough little 
walk, you know, balance balancing beam to just do it yeah. right yeah and also we just never want to be those parents that are like go on perform for uncle dave go on yes. uncle dave wants to see ah. it and she's like oh god i don't like uncle dave he's really creepy and i don't want to perform on this do you know what i mean like it's totally. you can't be that parent. sing i did it to arlie the other day i was like sing your song that you've written sing yeah. it and she was going i don't want to and i was like okay don't oh, don't do it then it's so true. I'm sorry but it's such yeah. intrinsic like mum things mm, like yes. you just want you want them to shine you kind of want to yeah. show them off at times but yeah. it's like being aware enough in that moment to be like oh I did that, that <laughs> yeah you want to be like here oh look we're with the family look here's all their skills look what yeah. they can do <laughs> look at the back then <laughs> go um, and talking of obviously your dance and and career and stuff let's go back to when you had um Senna because that was you've spoken about this before publicly but what a moment for you the band was back together. You guys were traveling, performing, doing all the rest of it. And then you popped a baby out. So talk us through oh, that. Oh my God. So like, I felt like it would be a real shame if the Pussycat Dolls didn't get back together. And so for two years, over two years, I'd been sort of trying to get the conversations going and started and try and pull something together. And then we finally decided we were going to make it happen. And a week later, I found out I was pregnant. And it was a huge surprise to the point it was so not even an option in my head that I thought something was seriously wrong with me because, you know, I was being ill and the whole thing. And so um, when, it, when we found out, I was somewhat devastated. I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew that the Dolls reunion was coming about. I didn't know if I was ready to continue this juggle of career and motherhood. It's already difficult with two. How in the world would we do three? So it's like a few days of just whew, real soul searching about how I felt about that situation. But when we both were on board of like, we're going to have a third, <laughs> this is going to happen. And it was just okay. We're going to have a third, but this time we're just going to, we're going to make it work within the life that we have laid out. So instead of like conforming to the pregnancy, it was like the pregnancy had to conform to our lives because three children ain't cheap. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. And so this time it was like uh, Max got Pilates certified. He knew how to help with the, the pregnancy through Pilates. So he was helping me stay fit. I'm staying active. I'm keeping dancing because I knew this baby needed to pop out and mama needed to be back on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, ha I was lucky enough to meet a gorgeous doctor who helped me through the process and knew exactly how to just help by stitching an ab back together, clamping those tubes tight so that no more surprises happen like gave me the minimum amount of drugs and pain situations and got me on my feet as soon as possible. And we actually filmed it. We've sort of had like a documentary of the whole situation from the first steps out of the hospital bed to get in that leg over the head six and a half weeks later on X Factor. Oh my God. Um, and were you, did you say that you were step, were you, um, I, I don't know what the official term is, but did you have your tubes tied when you went in for your C-section? Yes, yes <gasps> I sure wow. did. Yeah. So, I mean, she like dove in, she did a little stitch to get my abs back together because that separation takes so long to get them back together. Pelvic floor exercises like crazy, clamp those tubes. And yeah, I was on my feet and, and sort of working towards that performance pretty much straight away, trying to be really mindful of the body because it's, it's such a, a tough little process. You know, it's, it's not a, a simple thing, a cesarean. But yeah, that moment that we did it and we did that performance and finished, like it was one thing as a reunion, as a pussycat doll, you know, 10 years later, it was another as a family and walking backstage, you know, I was breastfeeding before I got on stage. 
when I go back, Max is sit, you know, standing there holding this tiny little baby. It was like, we did this together. And it was pretty epic. It felt like a challenge of a lifetime of like, what are our bodies really capable of? I wouldn't suggest anybody do it, but for me, it was a challenge I was ready to take on. Yeah. yeah. And mentally, how, like, how did you prepare for that? Like, how do you prepare mm. for it? I mean, I was fighting so many insecurities. You know, my belly is loose. It's big. I have fluid throughout my whole body. I'm producing milk. Like, I, I didn't feel fighting fit, that's for sure. But if anything, I wanted to make a choice of like, just accepting and celebrating our body in whatever it form, form it is in, in that moment. And in my own little mind, I was really taking a stand for women and for moms and choosing to be a pussycat doll and be sexy and sensational, yeah. as well as just owning being a mom and being vulnerable and feeling big and juicy and <laughs> leaking from everyone. <laughs> I love you. I love you so much for that you. because I think I think you you stood there and I remember just personally being like oh just so proud of you for everything that you'd achieved as your mate but also just what you what you did for women in that moment I think was just really powerful like you said everything you've just said there we are we all felt it watching you. Yeah. Oh, you, you can be sexy and be a mum and have leaking boobs like you just said and yeah just rock it absolutely and uh, there's not many you don't get many opportunities like that to to really like own it so I just wanted to take it and for whatever it was worth you know there's like 600 and something complaints about being too sexy I was like you have no idea what was going on behind the scenes (laughs) I take that as a compliment that's brilliant (laughs) Kim you mentioned that obviously Max was there waiting in the aisles with you backstage um with you know with Senna you have the most incredibly supportive husband and I in fact I met him the other day when Doz was away I had the three kids you were away filming he had your three and I said right we've got six kids to look after between us here so I need to take Kit for a wee and he went oh my god does that mean I'm in charge of five and I was like don't lose five when I came back he went right I've got eyes on three so that means we're missing two and I was like oh god Max but there he was just absolutely bossing it in the park um so I guess I want to know you know about the sort of ins and outs of that relationship and the conversations around it and how he feels about kind of really picking up um the 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 50 50 split with you when you're away I'll tell you what I have the most amazing husband Max is such a brilliant human he's so supportive he, I guess from being a model, being a supermodel for so many years, he really understands what it's like to be a woman and be sexy, but also really celebrate the vulnerabilities of what comes with that as well and what comes with motherhood. And, you know, he really like held my hand and helped me prepare. And and even to this day, you know, my work as an entertainer takes me away to Belfast to, to film and be an actress for a couple months or go row the, the, the length of Britain and don't rock the boat on ITV or whatever, you know, thing that I'm doing, like he's holding it down at home. And ultimately, we are such a partnership. You know, like there's sometimes where the, the husband or the, the man in the, the partnership is looking after the kids and people relate it to, oh, are you babysitting today? Oh, no, daddy daycare like, bullshit. Oh, no. Like, this is our child. You're being a dad today. And if anything, we just we just know that we're there for each other. So if he has a shoot and has to go away or has to travel to New York or whatever, I'll hold it down. If I have to go and do what we need to do to support this family, then he holds it down. And it really is like, it's a partnership. I think it's a modern family, if you will. 
Yeah. And what what are the elements that you guys struggle with, I guess? Because I, I really like that whole, you know, it is it is a partnership and it is a team. And let's be honest, it's 2021. This is not this is not a sort of a, a archetypal old fashioned look at what a marriage looks like or a relationship looks like. So um, but I guess, you know, I'm also in that sort of space and I and Georgia obviously has to hold it down when James is away every single weekend. He's a professional footballer. So are there elements of it that you guys struggle with or are you kind of that this works for us and and we're good. I mean, I think there's always the struggle. I think being a parent is a struggle to a certain extent from time to time. Like it's so intense. And, you know, there was days when I'm away where he's just like, I I don't know if I could do this. And I have to be understanding in that moment and just be like, if you, if you can't honestly tell me, I will fly home right now and it's not a problem. But, and, and I think, um, you know, it's always just the, the, how you sort of, spread out all the duties of parenthood and trying to have as much balance as possible. And there's times where I feel overloaded with the housework and the cleaning and the nappies and the kids and the the screaming and the crying and the naughty stuff. It's like, it's a lot. And so I think there is just always trying to play that balancing game and and being able to communicate if you feel like the partner that's sort of getting left behind in in the muck of it all, if you will. And being able to sort of even it back out I'm finding times to just take it all on and let somebody have a break and then find time for the other person to do it. And I think within all of that that spectrum, there's always times where we're we're having not problems, but we're we're trying to communicate and sort things out to keep that balance as good as possible. Because oftentimes we both want the break. Yeah. Yes. And actually, that's really interesting that you say, like, sometimes it's okay to take everything on and to give that other person a break. And I think if you know the other person's going to do it back for you, you don't resent it. Because, you know, yeah. there's there's times when, you know, there will be times I'm, I'm going back into kind of, the corporate world soon yeah, and James will be at home for, I know um, <laughs> the, and um, you know James will be at home for the month and he'll have to pick up everything but I know that I've done it for him for god knows how long um, so I hope he won't sit and resent me <laughs> <laughs> he won't <laughs> it's a tough old thing though, it is it? so hard it is really hard I think as well like you hit the nail on the head if you can communicate that but I think what happens especially in the early stages of being a parent you know one partner maybe has to go back to work straight away um, and they only get a couple of weeks off and then the other person has had their whole world turned upside down they're trying to hold it down and keep it together and then their partner you know is off at work and that's almost conceived as not works it's like you don't know what I'm doing here all day and then people stop communicating and then the arguments start and you can see how it happens and there are periods where I think we've all probably gone shit man we need to be able to communicate this better absolutely and I think it's um well for us for me anyway as a mum like the kids want their mum sometimes like I feel so overwhelmed with like holding Seda and this one's screaming and the other one's screaming and they all want something from me <laughs> and Max is outside doing DIY let me tell you he's got like 10 DIY jobs outside on the go at any moment (laughs) just so he can get the hell out of the house and get some time to just like collect and meditate I really feel that's what it is that's Um, amazing (laughs) and I get that I just wish I could figure out some DIY outside the house that I can take on to get get my moment your own DIY you've got to yeah no I'm just off to do some um put some scaffolding up or something (laughs) that's going to get me outside yeah yeah exactly and in terms of like going forward I guess obviously you've just said that when you had your c-section no more kids so there aren't any more kids on the on the uh, horizon um do you feel like you 
are getting time for you and Max? And are you, you know, we've just had a year in lockdown. So now we can actually go outside and eat in a restaurant. Do you guys make the most of having those times together and go on dates and stuff? We, yeah, I, I think I can feel those moments starting to come back. We're not quite there yet. And Senna is still so, like, he's a year and a half and he's still stuck to his mummy. And I feel like I can't believe I'm still in that stage. Like I still have a whole another nursery run to go with another kid. Yeah. Um. So, but I can see where Maple and Willow are at, at these older stages and the, how much you get yourself and your relationship back. So I just keep reminding myself that like, this is the sacrifice you make to just be a mom and be there and, and be parents as they're going through these very young stage and know that it, it does sort of get easier. And now that lockdown is easing a bit and parents are able, well, his parents are able to look after the kids here and there and every once in a while, I know we definitely are due some time of just us. And I think that is so important. Like, you know, you come out the other end, all you really have is the two of you and your relationship and your partnership. And you can't just forget it throughout all of these years that you're raising kids. And it's hard because I get lost in motherhood. I get lost in their wants and needs and wishes and wanting to create fun and all of that. But it's, it's important for those date nights because for me, I got to connect back to the whole reason this all began, those, those moments to fall in love with Max all over again and just have the life that, that we started with so that when we end, we've still still got it. Still got it. <laughs> Oh, I love that, that so much, yeah. um, George. I think we should. Um, I think we should ask him uh, for a piece of advice. Yeah. We so we, yeah, we always love to ask our guests one piece of advice that they would give, you know, either to a new mum or another mum or another parent. Just what? What would you tell someone who is looking for some advice? Ooh, um, I mean, instincts is a big one, but you know what? So I teach bring your heels classes. Um, which is like empowerment classes for kids, for teens, for women, depending on who I'm teaching. And um, just owning your space and owning like who you are as a woman, as a person outside of being a mom is so important. And in those times where you just feel like it, it feels like a struggle, like sometimes like even a day, you feel like you're at the bottom of a mountain looking up at like how in the world you're going to climb it. It's the three rules that I've lived by as a dancer, as a person, as a human, as a bum is never say I can't, always say I'll try and just do your best because all you can expect of yourself and of others is your best. And that just goes for everything. And I think it goes for motherhood as well. Yeah, that's lovely. She's amazing, isn't she? I told you she was, G. Oh my gosh, brilliant. (laughs) I feel like I've learned so much in the last, whatever, 45 minutes or so. It's been uh, amazing. Thank you so much. Oh God, thanks for having me. It's always so lovely to chat motherhood and I felt like we really got to dive in. Thank you so much for coming on. An absolute treat. Um, I want to give you a virtual hug, but I'll see you soon. (laughs) Yay, yay. Yeah, bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, guys. Told you she was amazing. She, Told you, know you what? She really, really was. You did say that. You did say that. You did. You really did big her up, and she absolutely surpassed all expectations. <laughs> so, and all, in a lovely way, hasn't she? Yeah, she man. has. And just like all her advice was just incredible. Um, and I love the way that we had the chat about, you know, pushing your kids into certain, you know, certain things, whether that be dancing or sport. And actually, I was thinking about it after the chat and how easy it is to do that without giving it a thought. Like Saturday, we took Axel to football. And Jane, you know, it's just one of those things. Why, I don't know why we think automatically when we have a boy, you have to take them to do f- 
football or rugby, but I guess you just just one of them things. Because society says we have to. Yeah, but you just do it. And James said last week he was really into it, like running around, like tackling. And this week he was standing in goal pretending to play the electric guitar. (laughs) (laughs) And you think, oh gosh, am I doing the right thing here? Or should I be sending him to like stage school at the weekend? Um, But you know, we just got to see. I mean, he's he's not even five. And I think it's it's really important to just let them do what they love. And if he's not enjoying it or he says to you, mummy, I don't want to go, then you sort of assess it, really. But it's also really important to show our children all the different, I think, all the different aspects of life, you know, from like singing to piano lessons to sport to whatever it is that we can do for them. Mm. Um, One of the things that I, and it's not, you know, taking him to a class, but one of the things I'm like massive on is just being outside. And I I think probably that's because of my upbringing in Kenya, that I want to teach the kids about nature. You know, it's, it's just a you know we have got we're so lucky to live where we live i think just mm. just the uk and it, it's just so beautiful and so if i they're, they're they're really amazing when they say bees we talk about honey and when you know if they see birds we try and identify them we've got this red robin that's living in the garden they say hello to every morning if they see you know a worm that's been killed they'll put put it back to nature and take it to mm. like a grassy spot it's just those little things that i love doing for them so it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be about taking them to a class or to this no. or to that it's just i don't know we all have those things that we want our children to grow up knowing yeah it's about yeah I guess it's about sharing the experiences yes. that you've had with them yeah um but I oh, it's a minefield not forcing them into anything yeah I mean Same. we're all just trying aren't we, <laughs> we are. and when we move we're moving kind of three roads away from Kim to our oh, new house yeah. and she's got a dance studio attached to her house so I've already oh, messaged her going because she does she does dance class lessons for kids <gasps> and Luna and Isla are like when can we go there I was like tell me like I said to Kim I was like can we put them in Imagine your dance teacher being an actual pussycat doll. I I mean, I don't think it gets much better than that. Does she do adult classes? Can I come along? I mean, (laughs) maybe I'll join you. Oh, God, no, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, Oh. We've got a Q&A coming up on Friday, so keep sending in your messages uh, for that. You can find them on our socials. And as always, we would love you to rate, review, subscribe and follow the podcast. Yes, please do. And thank you so much for sending in all of your questions and your suggestions. You know that our DMs are always open if you want any advice or just want to give us some feedback. We're on at Made by Mamas or on Zoe's own channel at Zoe Harvman. And we're going to be back on Friday. We'll see See you then. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.